You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. What I call the ABCs of following Jesus. What do I mean by the ABCs? I'm talking about the basics, okay? The basics of following Jesus. The fundamentals of following Jesus. It's important for us because oftentimes what happens is that we get caught up um, with the deep things and we forget the basics. We forget the basics. It doesn't matter how educated you are. It doesn't matter how educated you are. You can never outgrow the ABCs. All right? It's like you're a professor, you're a professor, but you will always need the alphabets. You will always need the alphabets, no matter your knowledge. And uh, so you need, you need to be well grounded in the basics. You need to be well grounded in the ABCs, the rudiments. What are the essential ingredients of following Jesus? That's what we're talking about uh, this time around. So you, you, want, you want to be well established, well grounded in the ABCs of following Jesus. If you don't know the basics, then how are you going to advance in following Jesus? All right. So I want to share with you those uh, essential ingredients to following Jesus. And uh, I want to start by reading a scripture um, in the book of Second uh, Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3. Paul made a statement here. Um, and I like this statement. Just verse 3, he says, But I fear lest somehow as the serpent deceived Eve, by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. The simplicity that is in Christ, uh, you don't want to miss the simple things, the simple um, ingredients. You don't want to miss the simple steps. You don't want to, to, to miss those simple truths of following Jesus because if you miss the simple things then deception becomes easier it becomes easier for you to be deceived and uh, many people many people if you read the Bible you follow many people follow Jesus for different reasons many people follow different for different reasons different types of people some followed him just because they were inquisitive some followed him because they were hungry. Some followed him because they were sick. Some followed him because they wanted to hear what he had to say. Uh, some followed him because of what people told them. Different reasons. But you know what? Not every one of those people followed him uh, correctly. And because they didn't follow him correctly, they did not end up where they should end. All right. So that's why it's important to establish uh, the ABCs, the fundamentals, the, 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 the basics of following Jesus. So you need to follow him correctly so that you end up experiencing all that is promised to those who follow him. Okay? Yeah. So it's important. But let's start by looking at the scripture um, in, in, uh, in Matthew chapter 4. Okay, in Matthew chapter 4, let me read it. Um, in Matthew chapter 4, 
Jesus, um, Jesus was, was talking to his disciples. He called them. Um, look at when he called the first disciples, okay? In Matthew chapter 4, and I'll read from verse 18. It says, And Jesus, walking by the sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon called Peter, and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father. They were mending their nets, and he called them, and they immediately left the boat and their father and followed him. And this was the beginning of a lifetime journey for these guys. It was a beginning. All right. It has a beginning. So, but they started by following Jesus. So what does it mean to follow Jesus? Are we supposed to follow Jesus today? Some people think it's not that, it's not that cool to follow Jesus. So some people follow trends. Some people follow fashion. Some people follow... Um, a political party, some people follow uh, uh, a, a, a certain uh, superstar, you know, different people. Everybody is a follower. That's the truth. You need to know this, that everybody is a follower. You are following something or somebody, whether you know it or not, but if we sit down to assess you, you'll find out, we can, I can be able to tell you who you're following or what you're following. So, some people follow fashion, some people follow certain football clubs, you know, it, it just goes on and on. But we are talking about following Jesus. We're talking about following Jesus, and for us to follow him correctly, we need to understand what the Bible means by saying that we should be followers of Jesus. All right? When Jesus called it, he says, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. The question is this, does this apply to us today? Of course it does. Jesus is still asking you and I to follow him. Why? Because he wants to make, um, he wants to make you into a fisher of men. He wants to make a great person out of you. And if you would follow Jesus, if you follow Jesus, I can assure you that your life will never be the same again. All right. So following Jesus is a process. It's not, it's not just uh, an event. No, it's a process. And it is a lifetime process. You can't be a temporary follower of Christ. I know there were some in the Bible who, were, who followed him temporarily until they got to a point where they couldn't endure some of his teachings, so they left. But Jesus wants you to follow him all the way, all the way, okay? There are two, I, I, I've discovered that there are two major types of followers of Jesus. Two major types. Two major types of followers. And uh, what are they? There's one type of follower. He's following Jesus, but he's not the preferred kind of follower. Although somebody can start there, but it should not be the ultimate, okay? 
There's always a beginning. All right? So it's good to start. It's good to start and then you grow. All right? So the first type of follower of Jesus is the person that I call uh, the person that follows from a distance. The person that follows from a distance. So there are some people that follow Jesus from a distance. And you know what? When you follow from a distance, there are certain implications of following from a distance. You, are you the type of person that follows Jesus from a distance? I know there is a brand of Christianity whereby we are, we are just, just, we just follow him. Just following from a distance is fine. It's okay, at least. You're, you're, you're fine. You're good. All right? You're good. You're following from a distance. Not too much commitment. Come on. Yes. And that's, that's, that's what it means, following from a distance. And uh, it doesn't, it's not too challenging. All right? It's not too challenging. It's not too demanding. And uh, um, you, can, you, can, you can follow him, but at the same time, you, you, you just enjoy every other thing. Um, you don't need to lose anything. You, you don't need to miss out on anything because you're following Jesus. Now, um, and this is not to be judgmental, but you know, there is, there is a limit to what you will enjoy when you follow Jesus from a distance. Now, let's look at a look at let's look at a classical example of following Jesus from a distance. We see that from the book of Matthew chapter 26. Let me turn there. Uh, in Matthew 26, we find out that um, this was one of Jesus's chief disciples. This is the guy that had the revelation of Jesus. When in Matthew chapter 16, Jesus was asking, what do men say that I am? Who do men say that I am? And then some say, you, 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 they say you are John the Baptist. They say you are Elijah. They say you are Jeremiah, one of the prophets. And then he turns to them and says, but who do you say that I am? What is enough of public opinion? What is your opinion of me? And at that time, Peter just turns and says, you are Christ the son of the living God. And Jesus was so impressed. He says, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. It's my father in heaven that revealed this to you. Now, this is the same disciple. In fact, at that time, Jesus turns and says to him, you are Peter, and on this rock I'll build my church. The gates of Hades will not prevail against it. And he says, I give to you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. In heaven or whatever you lose on earth shall be lose in heaven. Okay? So, Jesus, uh, Jesus affirmed this guy and confirmed his revelation at that time. And this is the same guy we're about to read, uh, read about, you know, here in, in Matthew 26. And I read from verse uh, 57. It says, and those who had laid all of Jesus led him away to uh, Caiaphas the high priest where the scribes and the elders were assembled. Now, notice the next, the next verse. It says, but Peter followed him at a distance to the high priest's court. And he went in and sat with the servants to see the end. So he followed Huh? He followed, not too close, from a distance. 
following from a distance so I can see, um, okay, I can see what's going on. I'm not at risk, but, you know, I'm close enough. Um, and there is that, that, um, that dimension of following Jesus. Whereby we follow him from a distance and we don't risk anything. We are safe, as it were, in quotes. We feel safe. We don't feel at risk. We don't risk our reputation. We don't risk our, um, our friends. We don't risk anything. We don't risk any relationship. Uh, we just worship and we follow from afar. All right? And there is that group of Christianity whereby people follow Jesus from a distance. Yeah, I just follow him, you know, and I just do it when it's convenient. I just do whatever, you know, yeah, not too, not too, not too committed. Yeah, so that's following Jesus from a distance. And I'm telling you, when you read the Bible, you find that there are certain disadvantages um, to following from a distance. Because when you follow from a distance, number one, you are not sold out. Okay, you're not sold out, you're not totally committed. You remember Jesus says, he that puts his hand on the plow and looks back is not worthy of my kingdom, right? Uh, so, following from a distance puts you at risk of, <laughs> of not following completely, following through with your commitment, all right? So, here Peter is following from a distance and... Um, uh, let me skip down, let me skip down to, to verse 69, all right? Now, in verse 69, the Bible says, Now Peter sat outside the, in the courtyard, and a servant girl came to him, saying, You also were with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied it before them all, saying, I do not know what you are saying. <laughs> You see, when you follow from a distance, it becomes easier to deny the Lord. It becomes easier to deny uh, even knowing about Him. Yeah, so that's the risk of following from a distance. All right? He says, I, I, I do not know what you're talking about. And when he had gone out to the gateway, another girl saw him and said to those who were there, This fellow also was with Jesus of Nazareth. But Peter denied with an oath, I do not know the man. He denied it, even swore. <laughs> I don't know this guy you're talking about. So you see, that's what happens when you follow Jesus from a distance. You know, so when we're talking about the basics of following Jesus, you need to understand this, that if you follow from a distance, you stand the risk of one day being faced with a situation whereby you deny him. And, and I'm sure you don't want to do that. I'm sure you don't want to do that. You, you remember the story of um, the girl in, in, in Nigeria, uh, Leah Sharibu. She was abducted by the Boko Haram, the, 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 the terrorist group. And you know, she's still in captivity up till now. And why is she in captivity? Because she refused to deny Jesus. She refused. They told her, if you will renounce Jesus, 
you are going to gain your freedom. And she says, I'm not going to deny Jesus. And because of that, she is still in captivity. This is a teenager. This is a teenager, probably about 16 years old or 16 or 17. Um, I'm not sure of her age, but she's a teenager. And you can see when situations like this arise, those who are following Jesus from a distance will quickly deny Jesus. But, but this girl, is, 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 um, and she's not following from a distance. So she's, she's gone beyond that category. All right, but this great apostle Peter denies and with an oath to say, I don't know him. And then a little later, those who stood by came up and said to Peter, surely you also are one of them, for your speech betrays you. <laughs> look at that. You know, they, they say, you, you, look at the way you talk. You, you sound like one of those people. You sound like one of the followers of Jesus. Oh, why did you say amen? Why did you say hallelujah? Look at the way you're talking. Look at, you know, there are certain mannerisms that were, or certain terminologies that people that hung around Jesus picked up, and you are talking like them. I'm just using that, I know. Obviously, it's talking about being from, uh, in Galilee, the... the, the the accent and so on, you know. But but in our context, we're saying, look, there are things when you hang around, when you hang around Christians, you begin to pick up certain Christianese uh, or certain things, ways, expressions, whatever. And so, uh, if you fall from a distance, when the time comes at the crux of the matter, denying Jesus becomes easy. And that's what we see here. Even though this guy was given the keys of the kingdom and he's denying Jesus, he revealed Jesus to the other disciples. And here he's saying, I don't know him. You can see, he's lying. So, uh, following from a distance is not the ideal way to follow Jesus. Please don't follow him from a distance. Follow him, you know, Closely, which brings me to the second group, the second kind of followers. The second kind of followers follow Jesus closely, follow Jesus to the very end. Follow Jesus when you follow from a distance, you're following Him just out of convenience. When it's not convenient, you just give up, you just sacrifice, you just, you know, whatever. You can, you can easily turn your back and say, oh, anyway, Jesus understands. You know, when I come back, he will understand. And of course, he will understand, but he doesn't understand why you would not follow him closely. Huh? Yeah. He will, he will forgive you, but why don't you follow closely? Because when you follow closely, there are benefits to following him closely. There are benefits to following closely. We're not asking for Christianity light, where you're just a Christian that people don't even recognize that you're a Christian. People don't know you, whether you're here or there. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not asking for, like, um, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not asking you to become an extreme religious person. No, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm just talking about following Jesus in a way that, 
you're so close to him. Following, following closely is important. Why? You, you know, in the Jewish culture in those days, one of the things that used to be said about um, disciples or followers of a rabbi, one of, the, one of the noble things to say about you, if you are a follower of a rabbi, would be to say, may the dust of your rabbi's feet fall on you. It was like, wow, you follow so closely. And you remember the roads those days were dusty. You followed so closely that the dust on the feet of your rabbi falls on you. And that was considered a noble thing. That was considered a noble thing. It's actually a compliment, you know. So if you follow from a distance, obviously you won't benefit from that. You won't experience that. So there are certain things that will fall off the life of Jesus onto you when you follow closely. But if you follow from a distance, there are things from the enemy that can still um, uh, come on you. Like here in this context, you found that he, Peter is lying. Lying. Who is the father of lies? Satan. So you see, when you follow from a distance, Satan still has access. You know, he, he has easy access. Let me put it that way. Yeah. So we don't want that. We want to follow Jesus closely. Follow him closely. And uh, um, Jesus is merciful. He's loving. And he is not here to condemn you. But he is here to help you. So that you can grow as a disciple. As a true disciple. We're, doing, we're talking about discipleship. You know, so discipleship begins with following Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yes. I want to read another scripture to you. Let's look at, let's look at another, uh, another example, you know, um, following Jesus. And this is like following from, not from a distance, but following closely, right? And uh, <clears throat> this is Jesus after the resurrection. Remember after the resurrection, now these guys, they've realized that, oh my God, this guy is, he's the, he's the main, he's, 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 he's the main deal, alright? Yes, he is the one. And now they're back, the disciples are being restored. Even Peter is being restored. And uh, in John chapter 21, Jesus restored Peter when he asked him three times, do you love me more than these? Do you love me? Do you love me? And, 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 and he says, feed my lambs. And Peter was upset because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me more than these? All right. Remember, Jesus, Peter left and went fishing. He left. When you follow from a distance, you can go back to what, you know, where you came from, you know, in terms of um, uh, where you were spiritually, you go back. But, uh, but, Jesus came to restore Peter. And, and that's what Jesus is still doing today. He's coming. He's restoring people. He's restoring. If you are listening to me, you're watching this broadcast, and maybe you have been someone that's been following from a distance, I challenge you to come closer. I challenge you to come closer. Now let's read verse 18 of John chapter 21. It says, Truly, truly, I say to you, when you were young, you used to dress yourself and walk wherever you wanted. But when you are old, 
you will stretch out your hands and another will dress you and carry you where you do not want to go. He's talking to Peter. Now, Peter, you're going around just doing whatever you want now. But listen, if you will follow me, you will get to a point that when you are old, you won't, it won't be just about your will. It will be about my will. Okay? And then the Bible says this he said to show by what kind of death he was to glorify God. And after saying this, he said to him, follow me. Okay? Then, now, let's look at Peter. <laughs> Very interesting guy. Now, verse 20, he says, Then Peter turned and saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following them. And we know who this disciple was. That's John. All right? He says, The one who also leaned back against him during the supper and said, Lord, who is it that is going to betray you? When Peter saw him, he said to Jesus, Lord, what about this man? Now, as he saw, as they were having this conversation, he sees John. John is still following them as they're talking. And, and, and Peter turns and says, what about this man? And look at what Jesus says. Jesus said to him, if it is my will that he remain until I come, what is that to you? You follow me. That's right. You follow me. So when you follow him closely, you don't, it does, it's not about any other person. It's not, it's not what they go through. It's not how they follow. It's not, you are not interested in other people per se. You know, the only thing, I mean, you obviously you can learn from other people. You can be inspired by other people. You can be encouraged by other people. But other people's relationship has nothing to do with your relationship with Jesus. So follow him close enough. If other people don't want to follow him closely, you make up your mind. If your brother doesn't want to follow Jesus, it doesn't mean you shouldn't follow Jesus. If your sister does not want to follow Jesus, doesn't mean you, don't, you shouldn't follow Jesus. If your parents don't want to follow Jesus, doesn't mean they don't, they, you, 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 you won't follow Jesus. No, you follow. Okay, you follow and follow closely. Follow closely. Don't allow other people's relationship with Jesus to affect how you follow Jesus. In fact, if there's going to be any effect it should have on how you follow Jesus, it should be to make you, to inspire you, to, to inspire you, encourage you to follow closer. So I'm encouraging you. Following Jesus requires following him closely. All right, so we'll just come back. I will come back on the break, and I'm going to give you some few basic steps to following Jesus. All right, God bless. You're welcome back again. Yes, we are talking about the ABCs of following Jesus. The ABCs of following Jesus. Now, I'm, a, I'm fully aware of the fact that some people, some people believe that um, Jesus lived... Um, we shouldn't, we shouldn't really follow the teachings of Jesus uh, because it's, it's, it's considered part of the Old Testament. The New Testament only started after the death of Jesus, um, at the death and resurrection of Jesus. And uh, I understand that the, the, the New Testament was inaugurated at the, uh, at, um, after the 
death and the resurrection of Jesus. But you need to also understand is that Jesus came to introduce the kingdom of God. Apart from, apart from, apart from the, the, the New Testament, we, we, we also have the kingdom of God. All right? The kingdom of God. Remember that Adam lost the kingdom. Lost a kingdom. He lost the whole earth. And what he lost is what Jesus came to, to restore. And, but then Jesus was declaring, pronouncing the, the, the kingdom of God. And while he was there with the disciples, he says, the kingdom of God is in your midst. So, in other words, while Jesus was there, the kingdom of God was literally there. It was literally there. And that was the power. It was the power of the kingdom of God that Jesus gave to the disciples even before he went to the cross. And that's why before the cross, Jesus could still perform miracles or rather the, the, the disciples could perform miracles by the power that Jesus gave to them in, like in Luke 10, 19 and so on. So, so uh the time, the period, I see it, the, the period of the time where Jesus was um, um, executing his earthly ministry, that was a transition phase. That was a transition phase. But the law and the prophets were till John. It stopped with John. John, by the time John's ministry stopped, that was the end of the Old Testament. Jesus began... The new dispensation while he was alive. And then it was his, his, his death and resurrection that inaugurated the new covenant. So what he taught can it, and it's still applicable to us because that's what enables us to walk in the kingdom. It's to walk in the kingdom. That's why I see Jesus in his teachings, he kept emphasizing the kingdom of God. And so you need some understanding there so that you don't get confused by what some people are saying about the, the teachings of Jesus not being relevant. You need to just understand, take those teachings and take them through the cross and see what aspect of that is applicable to the Christians today or not. Alright, hallelujah, amen. I know Jesus was sent to the lost ship of Israel, but at the same time he was sent to the world. He's the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Remember, that's how John introduced him to us. So it's safe to follow Jesus. That's what I'm just trying to say. It's safe to follow Jesus. Alright, how do I follow Jesus? What are the steps? I'm going to give you three simple steps, alright? Just three simple steps um, to follow Jesus. Like I said, the ABCs. All right? The ABCs. You want to be a professor, you need to learn the alphabets first. Okay? So you're going to be a, a great person in the kingdom of God. You need to start with these three uh, basic steps. The first step, you need to be saved. <laughs> Salvation is the first step. To following Jesus. Following Jesus begins with salvation. Isn't it interesting that even the name Jesus means Savior? So how can you follow Jesus? How can you be following Jesus if you are not saved? If you don't experience him as a Savior? So it, the, the starting point to following Jesus is salvation. 
you need to be saved. And you need to be properly saved. <laughs> when I say properly saved, you know, don't, don't, don't think that because you, you perform some sacraments, then you are saved. No, you're not. You need to experience the new birth. All right, you need to experience the new birth. The Bible says, as many as receive him, to them he gave the power to become the sons of God. Yes. So, not only that, remember he says to Nicodemus in John chapter 3, unless a man is born again, he cannot, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Yes. So, the starting point to following Jesus is salvation. Yeah. So, when you follow Jesus closely, if you really follow Jesus, you end up saved. <laughs> That's why it's good to follow him properly. All right, so the first step to following Jesus, salvation. So you need to be assured of your salvation. It's by grace that we are saved through faith. You need to be assured of that. You need to put your faith in Jesus Christ for salvation. That's where it begins. Some people don't bother about salvation. They only bother about what they can benefit from Jesus. And you see, there are several instances in the Bible like that. People followed Jesus for what they could eat. He fed them. He went, after he fed 5,000 um, men with fish, with five loaves of fish, and, uh, of bread and two fish, those guys started following Jesus. They were looking for him. They wanted to make him king. Why? They were not interested in salvation. They wanted to have more food. So there are still people today who follow Jesus just for what they can eat. Because make no mistake about it, Jesus is still a provider. So he has the capacity and because he loves you, he will provide for you. If you are around him, he will provide. But that's not the ultimate. Don't stay at provision. You need salvation because your soul is more important than your stomach. All right. So the basics of following Jesus, the basic step, number one step is salvation. Ensure that you receive him into your heart as your savior. You can go to church and not be saved. Yeah, you can actually sing in the choir and not be saved. That's the truth. You can read the Bible and not be saved. So you need to receive him into your heart. And at the end of this broadcast, I'm going to pray for those who want to receive Jesus. You need to know that salvation is the starting point. Alright? To following Jesus. You need to be saved. Then after you get saved, what next? Pastor, what can I do? The next step is this. You need to spend time with him. Alright. So how can you follow him if you don't spend time with him? You need to spend time with him. Now spending time with Jesus, has, it, 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 uh, uh, it involves several things. For instance, spending time with him. Because today, I mean, you might not see him physically. But right now, um, the advantage we have is that Jesus can be everywhere at the same time now. When the disciples, when Jesus was with his disciples, he could only be at one place at a time. 
He could not be at many places at a time. So it was only those who were within the same proximity with him that could experience him. But now we have the advantage because of the Holy Spirit, the mystery of the Holy Spirit. Now Jesus, we can experience Jesus everywhere at the same time. So you can spend time with Jesus and, and you're spending time with Jesus. I'm spending time with Jesus right here. In Johannesburg, I'm spending time with Jesus. You are in wherever, and you can spend time with Jesus. You see? So, spending time with Jesus is part of following him. How do you spend time with him? Reading the scriptures, the Bible. Remember, last week we talked about his teachings, his words, his teachings. You, you, you spend time reading the Bible. Those are his words. If you, if, 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 if you follow, spend time Reading his word is part of spending time with him. Then what about uh, prayer as well? When you're praying, spend time in prayer. That's also spending time with Jesus. So if you are a true follower of Jesus, not only will you be saved, you will also spend time reading the Bible. You will spend time in prayer talking to Jesus, okay? Or you're talking to him in prayer. Spend time with him. Yeah. That's important. How else do you spend time with him? In worship. Worship, right? You know, you, in worship, you are pouring your heart to him, your devotion, and your, your love to him. It's all, part of, it's all part of following Jesus. It's part of following Jesus. So you spend time with him. You, 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 you're saved, then you spend time with him through the scriptures, through prayer, through worship, okay? Yes, you spend time with him. And obviously, it has to do with also spending time with the saints. It has to do with spending time with the saints. Why? Because it's the body of Christ, the body of Christ. You cannot say, I want to spend time with Eric's head and not his body. No, you, if you're going to spend time with me, you have all everything I have, you know who I am, and everything—it's all involved. Yes. So spending time with Jesus is part of what it takes to um, uh, to follow Him. Then number three, number three—you need to share about Him. Okay. If you are following Jesus, you need to share about Him. In, in, if, if, if you remember in Mark chapter 5, when he, when he healed the demoniac, one of the things Jesus said is, go and tell your people what the Lord has done for you. All right? So part of following him is going to tell people about your experience. What has Jesus done for you? You've experienced salvation. Don't keep it to yourself. Go share with another person. That's part of the, 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 the fundamentals, the essential ingredients of following Jesus. So every single one who is a true follower of Jesus should not be shy to talk about Jesus. Be bold, be courageous. Pray, ask God for opportunities to share, to talk about him. Tell somebody your story. You might not know many scriptures, but... Remember the guy who was, uh, who was born blind? Yeah. I was blind, but now I see. That was his testimony. Okay. So, all oh, the paralytic man. He, you know, I was sick, but now I'm healed. That's it. Yeah. So, just sharing your 
Experience is part of following Jesus. It's part of following Jesus. And that's why when he, when he, before his ascension, he told the disciples, he said to them, tarry, wait in Jerusalem for the promise of the Father. And he says to them in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, he says, um, uh, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. So what is he saying there? If you really my followers, get ready to be my witnesses. Go around. Tell people about me. Alright? So that's part of following. It's part of the fundamentals of following Jesus. Alright? So, uh, there are different, uh, what kind of follower does Jesus want? I know, yes, he wants you to be someone that follows closely, not from a distance, okay? He wants you to follow closely, but there are certain qualities he, 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 he requires. All right, I'll just give you three, all right? I'll give you three, quickly. Number one, he expects you to forsake. He expects you to forsake all to follow him. That's the, kind of, that's the kind of follower Jesus wants. Alright? So, what am I saying? Following Jesus is going to cost you something. Alright? That's the reality. It's going to cost you something. Are you ready for that? Are you ready for that? You need to be ready for that. It will cost you something to follow Jesus. Okay? Yeah. So, I don't know about you, but if you remember, <laughs> we read in the scriptures... When Peter and his brother, um, when Jesus, they were, they, were mending, uh, they were there mending their nets, and Jesus came and said, you know, um, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. And immediately they left and followed him. Then uh, uh, James and John as well were with their father. Jesus says, follow me. They abandoned everything and they followed. So Jesus expects you. When he says, follow me, he expects you to drop everything and follow. All right? It's basic. Nothing complicated about that. The simplicity of the gospel needs to be brought back. All right? And number two, what does he expect from you as a follower? He expects you to love him passionately. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with everything within you. As a follower of Christ, you must be passionate about Jesus. If you are passionate about Jesus, go pray about it and tell the Lord, Lord, I don't know what's wrong with my heart. I'm not passionate about you. Do something. I need a surgery or something. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes, we need to be passionate about Jesus. All right. Then number three, the kind of follower Jesus wants. And these all fall under, under those following closely. All right. Obedience. He needs you to be obedient. You can't say you are a follower of Christ and you, don't, you are not obeying. You, 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 you are in disobedience. No. He wants you to be obedient. You must be an obedient follower. So it's the basics of, of, of following Jesus. Obedience is the basics. It's the ABCs. Alright? Loving Him is ABCs. Forsaking all to follow Him is part of ABCs. Sharing about him is part of ABCs. All right? Spending time with him is part of the ABCs. Salvation 
It's the A of the A of the A of the A. A, B, C's. Yes. So you need to be well established in this. And I'm telling you, as we follow Jesus, there are benefits of following closely and uh, abiding by all these principles. We're going to see the same power Jesus saw. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm trusting God for that in your life. That you will begin to see the manifestation, the same kind of power that Jesus saw. He says, the works that I do. You know, he that believes in me, the works that I do shall you do. And greater works than this because I go to the Father. Yes. So that's why you need to follow closely. So that that same power that was on Jesus will fall on you. The same glory that was in Jesus fall on you. The same anointing will fall on you because you're following closely. Hallelujah. Fantastic. So I want to encourage you. I don't know where you are in your journey and in your walk with Jesus. If you've been following from a distance, this is not to condemn you. This is just to inspire you and encourage you to come closer. If you are following closely, continue. All right? If you've not started following at all, this is an invitation for you to take the first step, which is salvation. The first step, which is salvation. All right? So I'm going to pray for you right now. First of all, I want to pray for you who are followers of Jesus. Uh, followers of Jesus who have been following from a distance. You've, you've been in and out. Because you're following from a distance, sometimes you are, you, you are for Jesus. Sometimes you're not sure. You know, sometimes it's too risky. Now, you want to leave that company and come to the company of those who follow closely. So, Father, I pray for this person, whoever it is, O oh God, that has been following from a distance. I ask that you will do a work in their hearts right now in the name of Jesus. Lord God, let there be a hunger. Let there be a desire. Stir up a hunger, a desire for, for close walk, for a close walk with you in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord. I thank you. I thank you. I give you praise for that person. Lord, whoever it is that is struggling, I sense that there's somebody you are struggling. You've been making commitments, but you find out that you can't keep those commitments. Now I want you to receive the grace. It's not by might, nor by power. Receive the grace right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Receive the power, the strength, the grace to follow closely. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Whatever challenge you are facing, I, will, I speak strength into you, into your heart right now, in the name of Jesus. Now, if you want to take the first step, you want to receive Jesus into your heart, I want to pray for you right now. Okay? I will pray for you. Why? Because following Jesus is start with salvation. It doesn't start with religious activities. It starts with salvation because it's a relationship so if you want to do that I want to pray for you just say this after me say dear God I thank you for sending Jesus I believe in my heart that Jesus is Lord I open my heart and I say Jesus come in come into my heart I want to follow you I want to follow you closely I want to follow you completely I want a deep love relationship with you. Take away my sins. Wash away my sins. Forgive me my sins. I receive you right now. As my Lord and Savior.
Help me to love what you love and to hate what you hate. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Glory to God. Well, I want you to contact us, send us a message, and uh, we will be in touch with you. And uh, I, I just thank God for your life. Please tell someone about this broadcast. Share it with someone. And uh, may God bless you. Same time next week, we'll be here. Uh, we'll continue with this series, The Call to Making Disciples. Thank you for joining us on Taking Territories with Eric Papatel. If you are in the Johannesburg area, join us for worship at Every Nation Church Midrand. For more information on our ministry, please visit everynationmidrand.org. SOTV, global streamcasting for kingdom advancement. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.